0: Are you ready, Ma? I'm ready, Erin. Let's go. Let's go to New York City
1: again. Again, man. Yeah, but we've been off the air for a couple weeks, so we're back. Oh, it's It's hot as hell. Yeah, both of us are without air conditioning at the moment. It's hot as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: until Monday.
0: Me until this podcast is over.
1: Uh, Our film this week is... Network. Oh, sorry.
0: (coughs) (coughs) We're so rusty. The 19... What year was it? 1976. (coughs)
1: Film Network. We we... both have a little cough, so just move on. (laughs) In this lauded satire... Oh, take it, Aaron. I'm going to cough. Um <coughs> well uh, I don't have A veteran that note. <laughs> news anchor man Howard Beale played by Peter Finch discovered that he's being put out of the out to pasture and he's none too happy about it. And hence we get reality TV.
0: Particulars The Particulars network it was released on November 27, 1976. Directed by Sidney Lumet. He did The Twelve Angry Men. The Verdict. Also Dog Day Afternoon. Serpico. And he also directed The Wiz.
1: What would Lumet do?
0: No. Well, yeah, you can do a What Would Lumet Do? That's not the the quote. I know. But it's good. Because he has a fantastic book. I believe it's called Making movies or on making movies, I highly recommend it. It's a great book. This was produced by Howard Gottfried and Fred C. Caruso. Fred also did uncredited Blue Velvet and bo- The Bonfire of the Vanities. It was oh, written written by Patty Chayefsky.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He wrote Marty, The Hospital, The Goddess. He wrote the sci-fi novel Altered States. It's narrated by Lee Richardson. He was a character actor. He was in Brubaker, Prizzy's Honor, A Stranger Among Us, Prince of the City. Bunch of stuff he would just pop up in. Music by Elliot Lawrence. He was a jazz pianist and a big band leader. I also think he's still alive, so apologies, Elliot. He also did the score for The French Connection and was nominated... Oh, no, not nominated. Won nine Emmys for his musical direction. Cool. The director of photography is Owen Roysman. He also shot The French Connection, The Exorcist, Tootsie, Wyatt Earp, The Heartbreak Kid, The Addams Family, French Kiss. Do-do-do-do. He did Liza with a Z. And he also shot The Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Wow. Yeah. Edited by Alan Heim. He also edited All That Jazz, Lenny, Hair, Billy Bathgate, Dennis the Menace, American History X, The Notebook, and for TV, introducing Dorothy Dandridge and Grey Gardens.
1: Um, oh.
0: So Patty Choevsky he was friends with Bob Foskey. So... I thought that was interesting because there was a lot of pe- a lot of crossover people, mm-hmm. um, starring Faye Dunaway as Diana Christensen. Mm-hmm. She was also in The Happening, Bonnie and Clyde, both the Thomas Crown Affairs, The Arrangement, Little Big Man, Chinatown, Mommy Dearest. Oh, uh, we have to do that sometime. Oh, um, no fire hangers. Yeah, like that's one of the one because that was the first time I remember seeing Faye Dunaway.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: I've always been like mm, Faye Dunaway. Mm-hmm. Much like the Faye Dunaway is in the um, what's the other Hall of Fame I have with the guy that was the racist in the Christopher McDonald when he yeah. was he was always he was I saw him as the racist in Tuskegee Airmen. So, I'm always like, mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. Faye Dunaway is a fantastic actress who is known for all these things. But since I first saw her mommy dearest, I'm like, "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. William Holden. Yeah. He played Max Schumacher. He was in Sunset Boulevard, Born Yesterday, Stalag 17, The Country Girl, Bridge Over the River Kwai, The Wild Bunch, The Towering Inferno. Uh, Peter Finch as Howard Beale. He Peter Finch was English and Australian. I didn't know that. I, I always either. thought he was American. He was also in Far from the Madding Crowd, Sunday Bloody Sunday, Elephant Walk, The Nun's Story. We got our main man Robert Duvall as Frank Hackett. Yes, we do. Tender Mercies, To Kill a Mockingbird, Godfather Part 1 and 2, The Natural, Apocalypse Now, blah, 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 I mean, we've heard Duvall's. Yes. Uh, Wesley but Addy. He never gets old. We never get tired of seeing him. We don't. Wesley Addy as Nelson Chaney, using Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte, The Verdict, Tora, Torah Tora. We have Ned Beatty, Arthur mm-hmm. Jensen, he was in Deliverance, All the President's Men, Nashville, Silver Streak, he's the voice of Lotso in the Toy Story movies. Uh. Beatrice Strait, she played Louise Schumacher, she was in The Nun Story and Poltergeist, and she was big time in Broadway. We have Marlene Warfield, she played Laureen... Lorraine, Lorraine, Lorreen Hobbs. This. Okay. Um, she was Victoria Butterfield on Maud. She was in the Great White Hope and across 110th Street. She was also in the Jeffersons and Tons of TV. And Arthur Berghard. He was the great Ahmed Khan. He was mm-hmm. Dr. Jack Scott in One Life to Live. He was also in Knott's Landing, 227. And he used the voice in tons of cartoons, like G.I. Joe and Transformers.
1: Ah, you would recognize that.
0: Mm -hmm. There you go.
1: Excellent. Well, this movie is two hours and one minute and a few seconds long. It starts with four TV screens on the screen, and it is the three network... Anchors at the time, and then Howard Beale, who is the UBS, was it UBS or USB?
0: It was UB because it was the, I think, United Broadcasting Station.
1: There you go. So we had us Howard K, Howard K. Smith, we had us Walter Cronkite, we had us John Chancellor, and we had us Howard Beale Bean. Uh, the anchors because at that time there were three networks people three
0: so you knew the because i knew walter cronkite but those other guys you were like oh that's so and so i knew john chancellor i would seen
1: howard k smith but i had to look him up to find his name oh yeah because we in my house we we watched nbc so i was on nbc john chancellor
0: and cronkite was on cbs
1: yeah
0: um yeah, this was bef- like Fox wasn't a main network.
1: No, there was no CNN.
0: It was just ABC, NBC, and CBS. Yes.
1: And if you were in Lexington, Kentucky, you had
0: Channel 18 only. You had one channel in Kentucky? Yep. My okay. God. It explains so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. Okay, so we're starting. It is September 22nd, 1975, and our um head anchor finds out he's going to be fired in a few weeks. So they're putting him out to pasture.
0: And why are so- they firing him?
1: Cuz he's old?
0: No, they're firing him cuz of ratings. His ratings are Oh, slipped. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh shares and shares and what else?
0: I I his shares and Q and rating and all Oh,
1: shares, yeah shares and ratings so yeah. for me it was the abc of the time because uh, nbc and cbs were the high ranking guys okay so he is in a bar getting drunk with a forementioned dude
0: william holdman max william holdman right
1: and uh, who and max was like a boss to him they were good friends
0: and he was like his bill bradley right he was in yeah, charge okay. of the news division yes yes
1: and so he says in the bar you know what i'm just gonna kill myself i'm gonna blow my brains out right on the air
0: yeah howard says this
1: yeah and then um william holden max says you know we could kind of do something like have suicides assassinations we could call it the death hour
0: Mm -hmm. and they're just laughing because no
1: one would ever do that yeah yeah okay so then we go to the newsroom while the credits are rolling and we have people discussing what's going to be on the broadcast and howard beale is in makeup and he takes a shot and he goes to the anchor desk and everybody's talking about the second attempt on President Ford's life. Was that real? I don't remember the second attempt. I remember the first there attempt. There was a
0: first attempt to take out Ford? Yeah, Squeaky Frome. Oh, that's right. And yeah. the gun jammed,
1: right? I, I don't remember. And um, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a second attempt. I don't Man. know. So he announces that he's going to retire in two weeks. And he says on the air, I'm going to blow my brains out on this on TV next week mm-hmm. on this program.
0: And the control room is just, they're going about their business because it's their job. You know, this guy's talking. They don't really pay attention to what he's saying.
1: Except so, one woman. Except the
0: one, so like it goes out and they're like, all right, we're clear. And the wo- woman's like, uh, did you guys just hear what he said? And they're like, what? He said he's going to take himself out the game, like, in two weeks. And they're, they're like, what? He did? What? And then people, like, rush in and stuff, and they're like, what did he just say, what we think he said? Yeah. People
1: are actually shocked. And, and he actually said, I'll bet that'll give us 50 share. 50 share, I guess, is really good in TV.
0: Well, I mean, th- do you know what people today would do for 50 share? Because I believe that fifty share means fifty percent of the households are watching you. Which is wow. unheard of now because everything has been diluted because there's so many channels right. and so many ways for people to watch everything. That yeah. there the ratings that they were talking about, like this guy had poor ratings with like a twenty five share.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean NFL, maybe the Super Bowl gets that now, and that's wow. the highest rate yeah, if you go and look at the go and compare the ratings for the Super Bowl now and compare that to like the last episode of Mash, and it just makes more sense because like you said, I mean in Kentucky, they have one channel,
1: yeah,
0: so that was always getting a hundred share, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's it was crazy. You had three networks to compete against for the news, so everybody should. Everybody was at least trying to get. I would guess or, like thirty
1: three. Yeah, thirty three, and then they'd be having their equal share because they didn't want people turning off from them and going to other.
0: Yeah, so you would at least want thirty three, but but you want to get other people from the other way, so. You don't want to drop below 33 I guess in your mm-hmm. ratings share stay. I don't know. It's nuts though, but a 50 share, oh my gosh.
1: Okay, well, then they start to drag him off the set cuz they don't know what to do and he's holding <laughs> on for dear life.
0: And it's live. There isn't a del- they haven't figured out the delay system yet.
1: So uh, Robert Duvall comes in in a tux and you don't know who he is. He just is a, a, like a big talking. He he he's a big talking. Well, dude. you
0: know that he's high, high up muckety muck because he was out on the town at some fancy gala. That's why he was tucked up. And he it's that's happened on the evening news. So, you know that he's coming in at night. And right. like, he wasn't supposed to be here. His plans got interrupted. Right. And he's high enough up that he would have to be wearing a tux on a, a, week, a weekday night.
1: Yep. Well, then we find out that every other um, newscast is reporting on Howard Beale's suicide promise. Well, this is
0: big news.
1: It is big news. My God, back then? Okay, it's the next day, and Howard is on the loose. And Faye Dunaway, uh, Diane, is in the screening room. And she is saying she was brought to the network to um, spice things up. And she wants, she wants to show anger, and she wants to show what people are really feeling. And uh, Max is on the line. And he's saying that he wants another shot. He w- he just wants to come in to say goodbye properly. He doesn't want to go out as a joke, so he wants one more night on the news to be able to say goodbye properly. And Max goes, okay, but just no booze. And uh, Faye Dunaway has seen this movie of these uh, revolutionaries. I forget their name. Something ridiculous.
0: It was and a take they, on the... They weren't the... Set, sim, they weren't
1: Symbionese. Sims?
0: They were like... Illu- they were some sort of another word. Right.
1: They were a liberation army, but not Symbionese. And so, they...
0: Was the heiress that they kidnapped like a real heiress? Or did they make up that name?
1: They. I think they made that up. And she was kind of parallel to Patty
0: Hearst. Yeah. And they mentioned the... S- that they mentioned them and they mentioned Patty Hearst. And so that's kind of part of the satire is like, no, there's this other army and they also kidnap heiresses.
1: Right. Like several others, you know, and, um, she is just, she is frothing at the mouth because they, they took the movies of themselves doing this and she can make this into a series, a Mm -hmm. TV series. Okay. And, um, she's saying american people want someone to articulate their anger much like today Hmm. and she says she wants angry shows shows based on activities of a terrorist group what could go wrong uh now there's a meeting of the stockholders and robert duvall is talking And he's saying that the news division is going to be reorganized.
0: Oh, well, wait, Robert Duvall had a bit of a showdown with Max because he didn't want they had a disagreement about something. And Max said, well, and Robert Duvall said, well, you better get in line because your division was down. There's a thirty three million dollar deficit. From the news division and stuff. And Max says, hey, we're in the news division. We're not supposed to make money. We report the news. That's why we're independent and we're not part of a department.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Robert Duval's like, Haha, all right. So then at the shareholders meeting, Duvall's character drops the bomb that basically they're reorganizing. And none of this, the news department is allowed to lose money mumbo-jumbo is gonna cut it anymore they're gonna be uh accountable just like every other department and i'm like making notes galore because that's a big problem
1: yeah because then then you're going to be paying attention only to what the people who give you the most money want you to say
0: exactly so the news used to be independent Mm -hmm. as far as it was just going to be a loss and it was the the networks it was like their civic duty they just said well we're not gonna we're not worried about the ratings for we're not necessarily worried about the ratings and how much money we lose and attracting advertisers we want to have the best news so we're gonna have we're gonna hire the best reporters We're gonna let them go out and do their own, do their stories. We're gonna give them time to report everything, come back with these nice features and stuff, and so they can be unbiased. And we we don't care if they don't make any money because people watch the news, so it needs to be this way. And then this is the beginning of that all changing and it becoming a thing where, no, hey, you need to pull your weight, news. You need to make money. How do you make money from advertisers? How do advertise advertisers want eyeballs? How do you get eyeballs? Well, instead of reporting the news, you report what people want to see. So you're gonna right. report the salaciousness. You're not going to report the stories that are unsexy and that people that it are is important, but that people don't want to hear about. What's going on? Have we fixed the water in Flint? Nobody wants to know about that. Advertisers aren't people aren't watching that. Advertisers don't want to spend money on that. So guess what? No one knows what the right. Flint water deal is right now.
1: Do we still have children in
0: cages? Yes, but you know, nobody wants to nobody hear that. That's depressing. Every time we run a story on the children in the cages, some they click the channel. So let's stop yeah. reporting on the children in the cages.
1: Right. They just want to see how small kim kardashian's waist is right now
0: was there a shark attack do we have any crazy weather
1: so howard goes on the air for his last you know final hurrah and instead of actually apologizing he says this is my last broadcast because i ran out of bullshit
0: Which I did
1: laugh at. <laughs> yeah. And so everybody's looking at Max. What are we doing? Max says, leave him on the air. Just Be, leave him
0: on the air. Yeah, because Max, it, Max is like, Max just got sideswiped. Uh, basically, his heart ripped out. Because this guy, this is 1976. So you know that this guy was probably a reporter in World War II. Or he was at least in World War II. Yeah. And a reporter during Korea. And the Vietnam war and Watergate and stuff. So he's a real, real old fashioned newsman. And he's seeing the modern money hungry people come in and gut his, his news division. And so he, they're like, are we cutting him off? And he, Max's like, no, let the guy speak. Cause this is exactly how I'm feeling right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just let it go. So then I wrote max to resign tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Did somebody come to Max and tell him he had to resign at this point?
0: Or is Max
1: telling Howard he has
0: to resign tomorrow? But he already knew he was so anyway. Well Max Max is out. I mean, Duvall's character wants Max out. And I think that Max is seeing the writing on the wall of how all of this is gonna happen. And he's just like, I'm I'm a dinosaur. Like I'm not I've lost the war. This is how it's gonna be, so I might as well get out now. So I'm out. Right. I don't want to be a part of yeah uh, the way it's going. I mean the what the way, Max is like the way that we're going now, we're going to get a reality person elected president. Mm.
1: Hmm. Well, um Howard is kind of having a press conference out on the sidewalk. He he's enjoying his his fame. Mhm. What's the next day? Faye's at work and her assistant is pitching some TV shows to her. And they're all the same thing a good looking female officer. So um, she wants to put Beale back on the air again tonight. And because she said, we've already increased our audience. And he's saying what every American is thinking. Uh, she goes, I want this show, I want his show. Now, he was a newscaster, but now she wants him to have a show of being angry.
0: Right. And we also learned at the very beginning that Howard Beale has no children and his wife has died.
1: Has died, like, within the year
0: or something. Okay, so he's a recent widower.
1: Right. But he said, okay, he says that later. And so next to this, I wrote reality TV because that's what this is all referencing. That reality TV, however, isn't really reality because they actually scripted. So Robert Duval shows is there and he's saying, well, we got to talk to legal and I'll get back to you. She was pitching this idea to Robert Duval. Well, it's lunchtime and I, did you see the table at lunch? They had beer, they had wine, somebody had a martini.
0: Yeah, but they also had salads.
1: Caesar salads.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. It reminded Um, me a lot of when one time I went up to the Drexel faculty lunchroom. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, gosh, that looks like the Drexel faculty lunch. I know it wasn't filmed there, but just the vibe of it. And it made me laugh because... I, you know, in 1976, was this supposed to be classy? Because also the table was wobbly. And so I was like, is this, if I was watching this in 1976, would I be like, man, these guys are classy and look at them. Or is it, man, these guys are, this is a newsroom and they're, you can tell they're in the least um, watched network. I feel
1: like a little bit of both. Like it was a network. Room, so it should be a little nice, but they were at the bottom rung. Okay. So, yeah, they hadn't been recently updated.
0: Cause I'm like, is it? It was all that, and then the third was, or was this a production? Like somebody kind of dropped the ball in the production design. Yeah, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I'm like,
0: which of these three is it?
1: Um. Well, someone says that you know they have they have the whorehouse network, so they might as well just go with this whole um, reality TV type thing.
0: Yeah, I got a very strong, and it's very weird, but remember when the network, the television network, not the news network, but the television network, Fox, how in the 80s they were, um, you know, they were like the CW and stuff. Right. They weren't, they were like the, yeah, they were like the Whorehouse network. Right. So that's what USB was to me. I was like, oh, they're like Fox. Right. And then they kind of do become Fox. I'm like, ah. So then they say, well, you know, maybe
1: we'll just have the regular news program, but then we'll add an editorial comment to the news show. And that's what Howard can do. Because right now, Howard has tons of fans.
0: Oh, yeah. And his
1: fan base is only growing.
0: I, I mean, people love Howard.
1: Well, um, Hackett, who is Robert Duvall, mm-hmm. wants Howard in. And he wants Howard to just be spontaneous. And um, spontaneously announcing his anger. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, and and uh, Faye Dunaway goes well, yeah, because he's an angry prophet denouncing hypocrites of the hypocrites of our time. And Howard's all in; he wants to do this. Mm-hmm. He sees, you know, he was he was on his way out, and now he's got people, to, and all he has to do is talk about how angry he is. Yeah. He
0: can do that. You mean I just have to like just go off my dome, and people love me? Yeah. I don't worry, guys, bring out all your knives and guns. Give me my belt back and my shoelaces. I'm going to be here a while.
1: So the head of the network, it says, you know what? I I want Howard on. I want to go with Hackett on this. He's talking to Max because he's going to hang himself. This isn't going to work out. And I want Hackett out of here. So this, I'm going to go with him on this because this is going to end up, you know, a bucket of shit.
0: And Max, it, Max has genuine concern for Howard because Max is like, this guy's having a breakdown. Right. He is not
1: mentally well. We need, to, we don't need to be exploiting him. We need to be taking care of him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we're making money off yeah, him. Guys, this is good.
0: This is ratings
1: <clears throat> gold. But the head of the network also wants Max to stay on. So Hackett thought he was getting rid of Max, but the head of the network wants Max to stay on. So he says, of course. Well, then Faye Dunaway, Diane, is pitching a spot where um, a woman can predict the future. So we're going to have this woman who can predict the future. She had some funky name.
0: Oh, she was and, like some clairvoyant. And because somebody else was doing it. She didn't come right. up with this idea. Somebody else, <clears throat> she saw that somebody else was had this clairvoyant come on for the, a news segment. And she thought that was a good idea.
1: And then the next night, they could say, was she accurate or not? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of an interactive thing. And... She says, I could make this Beale show the highest rating um, because you need more than news. You need showmanship, which is pretty much where we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then she starts saying, you know, how get, you know, kind of off task? So let's write some scripts for it. So this is where reality TV becomes not really reality TV. Mm-hmm. Um and then she is pitching all this to Max and it appears that she is willing to sleep with Max. She'll do anything to get her show on there.
0: Well so yeah, and what, she is already established that because the guy that came with the the footage of the second rate Sibinese whatever. People liberation. It was almost like
1: Pentecostal, but it wasn't.
0: Yeah, but there was this guy, and he was Mr. Photographer guy, and and he brought her that, and she slept with him, and then kind of tossed him to the side. So you're like, oh, okay, she. This is a powerful woman who just eats men
1: and has no scruples, right? So, so how Max is, this isn't his first rodeo. So he's going, you know, so what are you getting out of this? And so she goes into this spiel about how she's admired him since she was a kid. And he came and spoke at her college campus and she tells him, I'm going to take over your new show. And he goes, well, you want to have dinner tonight? Yeah. Um, And he goes, I get a feeling I'm being made. And she goes, you are. So what she wants is a 30 share, 30% of anyone watching TV is watching her, and a 20 rating. So I don't know how they adjust that. Mm -hmm. Well, Howard and, and Diane are in bed together, and I don't know how he stands it. Because all she does is talk about work.
0: Well, the entire she, time. Yeah, she made it known that she's bad with relationships and the only thing that she's really good at is her job. So she puts that into it and so that's what gets her off is the work okay. and, her and her jobs. Work. Yeah. Yeah. It's talking it about be- shares and what she's gonna do. And she's like, Ooh, she loses
1: control. Okay. Well, Howard we have we see Howard in bed. And we see Howard's eyes big and wide. And he's going, yes, yes, I hear you. Yes, yes. Well, why me? Okay, so he's talking to something in his universe. Well,
0: he, to me, it read of like, oh, wow, he really is having a mental health crisis.
1: Yes. Yeah, he's hearing voices.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. This isn't like, this isn't cute. No. It wasn't like he was mad and stuff. It's like, oh, he's got real problems. Yeah.
1: Well, next day in the newsroom, Max is trying to kill the angry prophet thing. And Howard is on the air. And Howard tells everybody, last night I was awakened by a shrill, faceless voice. And the voice said, I want you to tell people the truth. And the voice said, I will put the words in your head. And Howard said, why me? And they said, because you're on TV, idiot. So, Max tells Howard he's worried about him. He thinks he's having a breakdown. And I'm going to take you off the air because you need some help. Yeah, yeah. And Max and uh, Howard goes, this is not a psychotic episode. It's a cleansing moment of clarity.
0: Yeah, but that's like, that's the problem is that as soon as you realize that you're not crazy, you're crazy.
1: Right. He says he's imbued with a spirit. It's not a, it's not a religious spirit, but I feel connected to all living things as there's an unseen living force, I never felt more orderly in my life. I'm on the verge of something great and ultimate truth.
0: Yeah, that all sounds really good, buddy, but you've got crazy eyes. Well, <laughs> and what you're saying right now is crazy town. I and mean, then... I understand your whole... Th- th- that, I understand his, oh, there's a whole... I understand the whole universal power and that there's one guiding thing but just the way that he goes about it with his crazy eyes i'm like uh, ah.
1: well then he get he goes he gets very angry with max and he says you will not take me off the air and then he faints this becomes a thing with him when he gets really emotional he faints
0: Okay, this was something that I had a question about in night in the 1970s. So when some when a man of his age just faint because he faints and Max go, because the guy was like, oh my gosh, what happened? And Max's like, yeah, it's alright. He just fainted. Yeah. Like, was you that know? what they did? Or because I'm like, this is a man of a certain age. How do you know that he just fainted? Well,
1: I'm thinking maybe they thought Our problem's dead.
0: Yeah, but don't, when people, like, faint, aren't you supposed to call 911?
1: I don't think they even had 911 back then.
0: Whoa! Did they have 911 back in the 70s? I don't know. I I wasn't alive.
1: I'm going to have to look that up.
0: I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, man, I feel like if that happened now, like... Uh oh People would have be calling on the set. Somebody would be getting like, Do we need to defibrillate him? <laughs> he would probably get electrocuted. Because <laughs> we were like, Move, I have the defibrillator. We don't know what's wrong with him, ma'am. Okay, well, that night, oh,
1: 911 started in. Um, 1968, but I don't think it was everywhere at the time, it was in Alabama that it got started. Wow, let's see when it oh, before July of 1968, if you had an urgent situation to report, you actually had to dial a seven digit main number to the police department. Wow. Well. Okay, so they did have 911, but it was still kind of new. And these are men. And these are men. Because, you know, women are nurturers, and and the only woman around, Diane, has no nurture in her.
0: No. They were in the man's office. The man fainted. I'm also, like, I'm just saying, given their ages, that they probably were in World War II. So that's why there wasn't a big kerfuffle. Well, that's true. Because they, hey, his insides are inside his body still. Everything's fine.
1: No intros. Okay, well, it's nighttime, and Max has taken Howard home to sleep on his couch so he can keep an eye on him. Mm -hmm. But then Max goes to bed in his bedroom with his wife and closes the door. Well, there's thunder, and it wakes Howard up. And so he's mumbling to himself like he's hearing voices and talking back to them. He's in his PJs and he puts on an overcoat and he leaves in this
0: thunderstorm. Because this is all what people of sound mind do.
1: Yeah. So Max's wife gets up the next morning. She sees Howard's gone. She she wakes up Max. And Max is at the station. Hackett, Hackett was livid because... Howard is missing. Oh, he's their and, meal ticket. What do you mean yeah. the Golden Goose is gone? Right. Well, you know, why weren't you? Why didn't you sleep in front of your door so he couldn't get out without you knowing? Anyway. So, um he he goes, "We have a hit." And um Max is going, "He needs care and treatment. All you care about is the profit." And a Diane says, Well, people might need a manipulated a manipulating profit. The new show is, oh, and then Hackett says, The new show is now under programming. So, Max, you can't tell me that I can't put him back on the air because actually, you don't have a job anymore.
0: Ooh. You're out.
1: It's not your show anymore. And Max goes, You're going to have to drag me out, kicking and screaming. And <laughs> it goes, we have a big, fat, big-titted hit, and you are not going to get in the way of it. Um, and uh, Max says, I'll put him in the hospital before I let you exploit him. Well, we know what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Howard shows up at the station sopping wet in his wet PJs with his overcoat, and they take him right to the desk, the, the anchor desk, With his hair disheveled, his pajamas and his overcoat on.
0: Oh, they're so giddy. They're like, guys, guys, I mean, guys, look at him. He is ready to go.
1: Yeah, and he was. So he starts talking about, you know, our world is so messed up. Nobody knows what to do. We know things are bad. So I'm telling you, everybody just stay inside. But I want you to get mad. I'm a human being. God damn it. Get up. Go to your window and yell. I'm I'm as mad as as hell. hell,
0: And I'm not going to take take it it anymore.
1: anymore. Well, uh diane faye dunaway is beside herself i mean <laughs> she is giddy so she's calling all the other affiliates uh, is anybody at their windows yelling in louisville what about atlanta what about baton rouge and uh, people were yelling everywhere they were yelling in new york city it has been an hour into the show
0: and you're so done with your notes
1: i am done with my notes there were people of color. I was hoping you were keeping track because I did not.
0: All right, there was a bunch. So we had a bunch of people that were in the newsroom. There was men and women in the newsroom. Um, we had, some of them
1: actually working in the newsroom. Yeah. Not
0: everyone was um, custodial staff. Right. We had a couple of like police officers or security officers. Mm-hmm. There was a woman in the bar. Um, there was a woman at like i think an affiliate so i i broke it down because those were all non-speaking parts so i counted eight black people non-speaking right and then the speaking parts we had lorraine hobbs who was a communist Mm. she was the leader of the communist party she had an afro she sort
1: of based very loosely based on angela davis
0: Yes, and she was very stereotypical, um, the angry black woman.
1: Angry black
0: woman. And there was a security guard who also spoke, but he's a security guard. And we also had an Asian man who I saw; he was a mad as hell, not gonna take it anymore guy. And I was like, oh man, an Asian guy. So I wrote that down. And then we have the great Ahmed Khan, who was the yes. leader of the. Emumerical M-U- Liberation oh. Army, I believe it was. So, um, okay, that was four people of color who spoke plus that. So I got, I got a total of twelve. Okay. Yeah.
1: It was it was the seventies, so there should have been way more than that. should be told, in a film this big, but yeah, we and we'll some. get
0: into. I mean. There's some not great re. There's a, a specific not great reheatable also that has to do with the poc count.
1: Okay. Well, now we're to nerd alerts. Yes. And I did read something about the lighting. Oh. And they did the lighting. Did yes. you read? that? Yes.
0: I. That is on my. That's my last nerd alert.
1: Okay. Well, let's go with your nerd alerts.
0: All right. So my first nerd alert was. And it, well, it ties into, I'll go, uh, I'll go out of order. Um, Christine Chubuck. Okay. She was a news anchor and she shot. One of
1: very few female news
0: anchors at the time. Oh, wow. She shot herself on camera July 15th, 1974. Wow! and it was like oh did pat was that a kind of an inspiration for patty chayefsky but it turns out that patty chayefsky had already had this idea and was working on it and it was just a very eerie uh coincidence oh. very, yeah. like, very much a oh well i am on the right track hmm. wow yes oh that's yeah, I didn't know about that. I didn't either. Like, How oh. did I not know? Where was she? I don't know where she was, but it was 1974. Um, so where were you? 1974, July? July 15th.
1: I was in Cincinnati working at Frisha's Big Boy. Maybe oh. I wasn't working at I don't think I was working at Frisha's Big Boy that summer. I got I had gotten my teaching job in Loveland, Ohio. So I was having the summer off. Wow.
0: Well, so you were probably out there gallivanting. Actually, no, because I didn't graduate until
1: August because I had to student teach.
0: And oh. yeah,
1: I had to student teach this summer semester.
0: Oh. So I was
1: actually in Moorhead and Ashland, Kentucky.
0: So you probably had no TV channels. Please, I was in Kentucky. You were yeah. in the you were in the mountains, um, running moonshine. The David Crockett
1: National Memorial Forest.
0: We all know you were up there running your Everclear organization. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, so. I pointed out that like I was first taken I made the note when Arthur Jensen is taking down Howard Beale, the framing of it was just magnifique. I was like Sydney Lume and I forget the guy. Owen, Sydney and Owen, my hat's off to you. How you framed with the lights and the camera was still and war uh, Ned Beatty is he's um He's he's going in on Howard and he's in order to rash to to get Howard to understand what he's thinking, he Howards Howard. Yeah, he sure did. So he gets up and he so he's like preaches to Howard to make him understand what he was saying. And I was like, this is beautiful. So later I read that Lume said throughout the film, the camera goes from natural lighting. So that very first scene that we see. When they're out, Howard and Max are out on the street. Very low lighting, natural mm-hmm. lighting. It was very naturalistic. And then, it was
1: dark, it was nighttime.
0: Mm-hmm. And then as the the film progresses, it the camera becomes more rigid and the lighting becomes much more structured. So that by the time that... Spoiler alert, I mean, you guys are already listening to this. But when it comes down to the, that scene where they all decide that they have to kill howard it's shot like a commercial and that was meant the lighting was like a commercial and it was a, the camera was static it wasn't moving and it was framed like a picture so that the camera also became a victim of television
1: and 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 i also read that it was like from like a documentary at the beginning to as slick and overprocessed as possible. Because yeah. that's what was happening in the script.
0: That's tell and that's also television. Yes. You know, it was like the, the begin the movies and stuff and the free and the camera goes everywhere and the cinema verte and that kind of style and the handheld and the moving around. And then he goes from very slick. Boom, 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 boom. Very television y. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are my nerd alerts.
1: Okay. Well, we're to reheatables. All right. Okay. So I wrote some things down. I wrote some quotes down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Are um, these your
0: good reheatables or your bad reheatables?
1: Um, well, they're my good reheatables as far as where we are now and how telling they are to where we are yeah, now. Yeah, it's,
0: it's very um, like of the time. You're not saying what? that this is good that this is happened.
1: No, I'm. Yeah. I'm saying it's bad that this is happening, but this is good that they did it back. That they had this foresight.
0: Right. Well, do you have any bad reheatables?
1: Yes. Oh, okay. I for me,
0: I mean, it was a personal
1: thing. You want right. me to do bad first?
0: Well, I thought we usually do our bad
1: reheatable. We do. First. Okay. I felt that. William Holden, Max, really went for Diane romantically way too fast. And really, when, when he saw how shallow she was and only into her career, I didn't feel like, I didn't, I didn't want him to be that involved with her. But then that would have, there wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been able to see how very bad, how very bad is a judgment, but how, um, she just had no scruples. All she cared about was work.
0: Yeah, and she told him that. And it was to me, it was very. I understood because all of his friends went crazy, and he was at the end of his career. So it was very much a stereotypical. Oh, what am I? but he, but then he's like too kind of too smart for it. And even when That's he's doing it, he was saying how he shouldn't be doing it. Right. But then he still went ahead and did it. And then it was odd. I did I just I don't know. I just thought it was just very odd because he's like, oh yeah, my wife, I mean my daughter's gonna have a baby soon and stuff. And it was like, well I mean it, it I I don't yeah. know. I was just like, is that just the just man. Is he just being well, man? Well, at one
1: point he said to her, I just can't get you out of my mind. And that was so cliche. And I feel like a person who'd been in sports, ca- uh, I'm sorry, newscasting as long as he has. And he's probably seen the shit because he's at least been in Korea. Yeah. If not World War Two. So I just felt like that was so cliche. And so, yeah, men can't control themselves. And it's not like she had any redeeming qualities
0: she didn't and, and okay i don't want i don't mean this as a body shaming thing in any way i'm just more of stating it as a fact and i'm not putting any sort of judgment on it but you could see her hip bone the entire film yeah i that's how like, Do do you, you have to be super skinny to just yes. be having your hip bone showing through clothing. Right. Through your skirt. Yeah. All the time. I just was like, oh my god. When gosh. she
1: sat down there was no even poof. There was no pouch at all. It was like I figured that um the dinner scene when
0: she ate three
1: bites, I'll
0: bet that was her all she ate all day. I don't know. I don't know if that's just oh that's how she i hope that that's just how she was and it wasn't the High whole, metabolism yeah yeah and I it wasn't know. the whole uh hollywood leading lady cocktail of who knows what i hope that yeah. she was just very healthy for herself Maybe but i can, was let's like go with oh that. my but yeah and then also just to to between then and now um and us having these again, again, Faith Dunaway, fantastic actress, and I know that this is sounding very shallow, but man, she had a lot going on with her bottom teeth. <laughs> like there was not, you know, everybody now has whitening toothpaste, right, right. That was not or a veneers. thing then. Yeah, yeah, or veneers and stuff. I was like, whoa. That's something you really notice from movies in the seventies and eighties,
1: or British movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people's Mm
0: -hmm. teeth are just way white now. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. Okay. So your negatives. All right. Um. Okay. I was. I wanted to look this up because, you know, William Holden. Again, man, I sound really shallow right now. But William Holt, I wanted to know how old he was when yeah, he, he, he shot this. Yeah, he wasn't even—he wasn't a middle-aged man because he looked like he was in his eighties to me. He looked—he was a old. hard-drinking man, but well, I did some research. So when this film, will give or take a few a year, he was fifty-seven. <gasps> Do you want to take a stab at how old Tom Cruise is? Tom Cruise is 57. Wow. Now, William Holden is also a World War II veteran. And I'm just yeah. gonna say, my God, that aged those men. Yeah, he his years
1: of service were 42 to 45. So
0: he saw a lot of shit. Yeah. And I'm guessing wow. just drinking and stuff because I was like, how old is... Because that was what I was thinking was, what would they... If you were making this movie now, just to me watching it, I was shocked. I was like, how old is he supposed to be? Right. And right there. Because, Ma, you and Poppy do not look anywhere near as old as this guy in this movie because i was a little creeped out by him and faye dunaway because i'm like this guy's yeah. 80 years old well i was also
1: when when the wife said we've been married for 25 years i thought only 25
0: well when he said he had a kid that was um he had a kid that was getting like pregnant and then he had one that was going off to northwestern i was right. like excuse me You have a, that was what made me look into it because I said, wait a second, you have a, you're just now getting your first grandkid and you have a kid that is just leaving the house. You look like you are ancient. But at 53, that would make sense. That's okay. Well, yeah. But he was 57. Cause
1: I looked at them and went, surely you've been married 40 years. Wow.
0: No, man, that's just that's just how it how it and they don't and the actors now don't allow themselves such such aging.
1: And I don't think the studios would allow it either. Wow. Okay.
0: yeah, that made me go. What? They're both like Tom Cruise is doing stunts and Mission Impossible and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, what? Look, Samuel Jackson is in his seventies. Yeah. This guy was fifty-seven. Yeah. Samuel Jackson's doing an action picture being John Shaft. Yeah. I mean Richard wow. Roundtree doesn't even No, exactly. I was like, this guy was fifty seven. Well, of course here? remember, black don't crack, but Yeah. I know, wow. but that's why I use Tom Cruise as the example. Yeah. I mean, you could use any other wow. examples as well. There's a lot of people. I I think Brad Pitt's in his fifties. Yeah. So how and Harrison Ford life, doesn't I even wonder. look. You wanna? Well, do your battery heatable, and I'll look up Beatrice Straight. I already did my battery heatable, but I can go to my good ones. Well, the no, I still I fuck. have another battery oh, heatable. Okay, go ahead. Um. So Amir Khan, Ahmed Khan. He was like the head of the whatever. And when we go to meet him, he's eaten from a big bucket of Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> I was like, seriously? Okay, so Beatrice Whitney, she was born in 1914. So this was- you're going to say that this was came out in 76. I say, I'm i going to go 62 19. Then. I'm going to go 75 because that's probably when they filmed it. And 1914. Okay. 61, 62. So he, she was about 61, give or take whatever okay. her birth month was. So she was older than him. Yeah. And she looked like, like oh, I was thinking that's his second wife. I couldn't get over how old freaking William Holtman yeah. was. But yeah. again, again, he was a bit of a drinker. Um. Uh, yeah a lot of a drink. he died not long after this film from yeah. hitting his head on uh, the end of a table and bleeding to death I, th- I thought there was
1: something like is that what happened I, I don't know I re-
0: that's, a- that's what I read in Wikipedia and it did make me think like you can bleed to death from a head I mean a, a head wound though well, if like, you're knocked he,
1: unconscious and nobody's there. Did he
0: trip he and like nick an artery or something? He got he clipped the jugular. I don't know. I was like back
1: what? to back to our dude who was eating Kentucky fried chicken. Yes. I have a tasty nugget. Ooh. Can I do it now? Mm-hmm. He was a vegan. Mm-hmm. And so Did they chastain he, it? They uh he, they put paper towels in his, in his cheeks, and wiped grease around his mouth so that he didn't actually have to eat any of the chicken.
0: because oh, Jessica Chastain is a vegan, and so in the help they made um like a tofu that the chicken she's eating isn't real chicken.
1: That's what I wondered, wh- you know, where this was going. But no, it was no, it was seventy five. So. They stuffed his mouth with uh, paper towels and
0: wiped grease around his face. Wow. Okay. And uh, you had another. Oh, I had one you... more. Oh, just mental health. Just the, how. Yeah. How just that? I mean, someone just kind of brings it up, then he's this is obviously a man who is in need of 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 help, and yeah. it's just nah. But
1: yeah, then also,
0: yeah. it's a satire because it's supposed to be about. How? and that's you know, the fried chicken too it's like come on and the angry black woman it's a satire yeah. and stuff but yeah. the problem with the chicken and the angry black woman and also the mental health is that when you don't see it all the time everywhere else and that's the only time you see it is in a satire yes. everybody's not gonna really get the satire
1: right so I have, a, I have a tasty nugget about that but i'll save it okay Okay, my good reheatable isn't really like a good thing. It's uh, they, they, the, the writing of this was f- forecasting what we were going to be going through. Oh, totally. So, um, Howard is yelling at the TV monitor. The only truth you know comes out of this tube. Oh, I Wo- have it as well. Howard Beale's tube speech. Yeah. Woe is us if it falls in the wrong hands he's saying you people don't read books Mm -hmm. you don't read newspapers you're only getting your truth out of this tv and if the wrong hands do it like they want the money and not the truth then you don't know what's going on Mm -hmm.
0: people Mm -hmm. Um, you know i'm calling out names fox news i'm looking at you that's right
1: and then at one point, he was on a rant, and he was saying the Arabs are simply buying us. Oh, my
0: God! Now, that might,
1: that might sound racist, but, yeah, the uh, uh, I'm just saying, Middle I mean, Eastern people uh, pretty much own everything.
0: And broaden it out, Middle Eastern and I would say China—
1: Oh, China's on a research. Yeah, they're I coming back. I would say strong. China.
0: And who mm-hmm. knows about what what Russia owns?
1: Well, Russia, yeah. Yeah. There is no hemophilia in that. <laughs> power house. Okay, so those were my those were mine.
0: Okay. So yeah, mine was the tube speech. You already mentioned it about how the American people want someone to articulate their anger for them. Mm -hmm. which I believe is Facebook. Well, I think that's, isn't that how we have the person we have now (laughs) that everyone said is that, Oh, he artic, he articulated a certain segment of America's anger. Yeah. After eight years of
1: a black president, uh we want to go back to the way it used to be make America great again Give me my white country back. Yeah,
0: and let me just point out also, this: it's not like this movie was made in 1997. Mm-hmm. This was 1976. So 76. it's It's plus, so this is in the, I believe this is, is this, can I get a a judge, would somebody rule on this? Is this what we're talking about Of making America great again? Because they, is this oh, what I, we're going back really- to?
1: i feel like he wanted to go back to the 50s okay to make america great well interesting. because there was depression there was there was inflation there was depression there was vietnam and there was she had listed them all yeah, watergate
0: what she didn't list was the civil rights amendment no, act, act thing mm-hmm. so exactly. i guess when we when we're talking about making america great again we're going Back to before the civil rights. Right. I'm going to say before like Nancy 1965.
1: Pelosi said. Didn't didn't Pelosi say last week? Make America great is really make America white again, which okay. we've been saying for years. But okay,
0: um, okay. The news being being held accountable and being taken out of this is our civic duty, and we're it's fine that we're going to lose money and mm-hmm. making it into uh glitz and entertainment right showmanship Uh uh-huh the they mentioned it in the beginning gun control i was like man that was all that's still an issue yes yes still an issue good times america Uh, yeah
1: abortion wasn't an issue at this point because they had already
0: passed dealt with it gun control still an issue Um, he had the quip when they were in the bar at the very beginning about, um, Disney. Yes. And I, that made me like stop because I was like, oh wait, Disney doesn't didn't own abc at this point and now he didn't own all that shit yeah and now now when you look at it from that way it's it's one of those lines where you're like oh yeah but then you have to like stop and think and be like no this is 1976 yeah i'm it's like
1: well
0: was was patty chayofsky a, a prophet well hold on we'll get to that and then finally it makes me want to really see his mo- the other movie he wrote The Hospital because I'm like Ooh. what gems is he dropping about the medical industry in that oh, wow If he was so on the new no- on the nose about network what is he saying in The Hospital wow so I gotta want I gotta see if that's available anywhere. Cause I'm put I want to put that on the list. What yeah. is this? What insight did this guy have? Yeah.
1: I also had the quote when he was doing his tube rant. He also said, TV is not the truth. It is a circus. It you are being bamboozled, hoodwinked, and bamboozled. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. You have any other goods? No, that, that's it. Pretty much covered it. Okay, well, we're to recasting.
0: What, oh, didn't we just pick the MVPs?
1: Oh, MVP! I forgot it again. You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, mine is <laughs> a quote. Uh, he goes. Howard goes. We'll tell you any shit you want to hear. And that's not an MVP. of, always isn't that great. It's an MVP of that's what we have become.
0: Yeah, or like that's what we've become, but also like that's what, what, yeah. I mean, he knew that then. Yeah. So it's not even a seventy-five. Yeah, it's not even a that's what we've become. It's just that's that's what what we've always been. But yeah, yeah, that's what we are. Yeah. And your MVP. My MVP is Patty Chayefsky. Yes. Because this is a quote from Aaron Sorkin. He said, No predictor of the future, not even Orwell, has ever been as right as Chayefsky when he wrote Network. Yeah. So that's my end. I'm like, wow, this guy, he nailed it. He saw it all yeah. on the wall and was like, Are this is sure what's happening. Did?
1: And um, Alan Sorkin wrote The West Wing.
0: Aaron Sorkin, yeah. yeah West Wing, Aaron. social network.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, recasting came up. Uh, I watched this movie today. I watched it a little late. and It's so on Netflix, kind of, by the way. I did see it on Netflix. Didn't mm-hmm. have to pay anything. Really worth your while to watch it. Yeah. It really is. Just to go... Holy shit. But So recasting, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Because um, I like to shake it up a little bit. And so I, I, I always go on, show me black actors, actresses, show me actors over. So actors over 40 would be, I only did Howard, Max, and Diane. Oh, I did almost the whole cast. I'm like, okay. green light my movie, people. Well... Okay, so these people came up right away in my feed. And it was like, I'm going with this. Okay. So Howard was played by Peter Finch, who had to do an American accent. Yes. So my Howard also has to do an American accent. Has to be someone who can be kind of cray-cray. Are you going Russell Crowe? I'm not. Oh. I'm doing a female cast.
0: Oh. Oh, I didn't okay. know that was the twist on this. That's the twist on it. Inch- All the way through. You're do. Oh, I know. Yeah. Is it-, it. Why is her. I see her face. Come to me. It is Kate Blanchett.
1: It's not. Oh. She would be amazing.
0: Oh, wow. I went Cray Crayer. Oh. Huh.
1: I went Helena Bonham Carter.
0: Oh, wow. That is yeah,
1: oh come on she could be amazing.
0: she would be amazing, but it but the thing that makes me laugh because when I was casting it, I went for who would you see as actually delivering the news to you and then they go crazy so I was just a ima- mat that was what my pause was just me imagining just hell in the bottom Carter doing the news but if you you put her, it, she was in the King's Speech. She was. Yes, yes. She's so fantastic. She, so, yeah, she would do it. It would, yeah. it would be great. I mean, you could have her in, I just pictured her as the Lestrange woman in the Harry Potter series with her matted right, hair. Or doing the Queen the news. of Hearts.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she could clean up good and look like totally normal. Anyway, mm-hmm. so my Max had to be somebody who, in the beginning, like, kept stuff in you know okay i'm just going max is robin wright oh
0: yes
1: now okay max is going to have a lesbian affair with because my diane is also a female now I went out on a limb with this one, but I think she could do it. Okay. Jennifer Hudson.
0: <laughs> She's Diane. So now, well, that's an interesting pair.
1: <laughs> and I am telling you, I'm not
0: leaving. Yeah, but your Max is is very cold. Yeah, Just Robert Wright to me is very cold.
1: Yeah. Well, I felt like Max could be very cold. I mean when he was leaving Diane, he was like Yeah, he was
0: very cold. Don't cry for me,
1: Argentina. (laughs) Nice. I like it. Okay. So that was my I only did one cast. Oh, you just have the cat.
0: All right. Are you ready for mine? I am I guess I'll go backwards. So Max's (laughs) wife. Yeah, that's right. I I cast Max I cast one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people.
1: Because Max's wife won an Academy Award for a five-minute performance.
0: Yes. Beatrice Strait won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. She was only on yeah. the screen for five minutes and two but seconds. But
1: it was a hell of a five minutes.
0: Right. So for who, who do you want coming in? Com- this will make more sense once the whole cast is, is revealed. But okay. for Max's wife, Angela Bassett.
1: Oh, totally. Boom. Well, you know what? I felt like either of the Regina's could do it. Oh, I know,
0: but I'm always going with I the know. Regina's first. That's
1: why I didn't go Yeah, okay. Angela Bassett would be amazing. Right. Plus, she'd burn up your car.
0: Yeah. And you Yeah. She would burn, and she would say my name. You can take what? everything, but I want my name. Right. right. Arthur Jensen who was played by Ned Beatty
1: <sighs>
0: in this my cast he is Brian Cox. You know him as the dad in succession. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Nelson Cheney. I don't know who this guy was. He was the guy with the the silver hair that went yes. that, with the bangs and stuff. Looks like he would be British, actually. Yeah. Well, as soon as I saw him in his hair, he was the first person that I recast in my cast. Because I just went on his hair, and I was like, you, sir, are played by Sam Waterston in my movie.
1: In fact, I thought, at one point, I thought that was Sam Waterston. Yeah, is he?
0: Yeah. yeah. Boom, Sam Waterston. Yeah. Frank Hackett, who was played by Robert Duvall in my cast, Walton Goggins. (gasps) Yes! I was like, man, I nailed this cast. Plus, you would kind of... He would kind of like him a little bit, maybe. Yeah, because he has to have charisma, but he also has to be, you know, a dick. Yeah. Perfect.
1: And then when everything falls apart, Mm -hmm. he'd be really good at that, Mm -hmm. too.
0: My Peter Finch. Okay. I'm like, all right. It's got to be, a because that was very important to me, was first and foremost, this has to be somebody that you would believe was a news anchor. Okay. So it had to be somebody that you would believe was talking to you and giving you the news. And I went in and I was like, man, who would it be? It's not easy. It's not easy. But I, I felt like I got a little help from my main man, Jim Vance. And I was <laughs> like, Vance, who would it be? And he said, duh, Don Cheeto.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Boom. Oh, yeah, because he could
1: go crazy, too. Yeah,
0: but he could also be a, like a news guy. Yeah, he definitely. Would, he could put on the news guy voice. Yeah. So my Max. Yeah. So then it's like, all right, well, he's got to be, they got to go way back. It's got to be a guy that you believe was a journalist
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that they're friends, and mm-hmm. he's also gotta be a man of a certain age,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so he's a little gotta be a little bit older. But you just mm-hmm. but and you gotta believe he has principles and stuff. Hmm. Denzel Washington. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which then brings me to my Diana. It's gotta be somebody yeah. who can be completely. You gotta believe that they got to their position, that they did the job, yeah, and that they yeah. are ruthless. But yes. it it isn't just she, you can't be sheer ruthless because you won't get to where you got to be. No, you gotta have some charisma. You gotta have some charisma. But and then in my head, I just saw the walk, and I said, Kerry Washington.
1: I thought of Kerry Washington. So okay. I have
0: to recap I have Diana's Kerry Washington, Max's Denzel Washington, Peter Finch is Don Cheadle, Hank, Frank Hackett, Walton Goggins, Nelson Cheney, Sam Waterston, Arthur Jensen, Brian Cox, and Max's wife, Angela Bassett. Greenlight it!
1: Yeah. Actually, George Clooney in the early 200- 2005 was looking at a remake and he showed it at 2005 for some teens and young adults. Mm-hmm. And none of the young adults saw it as a
0: satire. Yeah, because
1: like, okay. everything that happens in it has happened.
0: Yeah. It came true.
1: Right. So, so to them,
0: it wasn't a saf- a satire
1: and he was just blown away.
0: Yeah, it's not really a satire to me either. But I knew when they were trying to satire. Right, right. Like the whole Lebanese army, I knew that that was supposed to be a waka waka thing. Right, and the whole right. like, well, why don't we kill him? That that was supposed to be a waka waka thing. and right. that The news is the thing. And that was supposed to be. But it just it was too real. it's it's not out there like it used to be it's basically the the it's i'm interested to watch that showtime show the loudest voice in the room or whatever that's about the fox news network Mm -hmm. because this seems like the birth of fox news to me
1: and i mean julia louis dreyfus said you know veep they had so many Like, ridiculous things happen, but they couldn't out-ridiculous reality.
0: Yeah. Just got to a point where it was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, Tasty Nuggets.
0: Tasty Nuggets.
1: Uh, Beatrice Strait actually was on screen for five minutes and two seconds, and she got the Oscar. And if you have ever been wronged by somebody, watch that five seconds, because she tells him off rather well
0: it was pretty good it was pretty good i didn't get to look up who she was nominated up against to see if in fact if they're like if if she didn't get the you know how they're in the history of the oscars there's always like wait the the citizen kane of it of like no this was really good but citizen kane was also in the
1: huh yeah Well, it said that Sidney Lumet was furious that he lost Best Picture to Rocky. Yeah, I can see that.
0: I mean...
1: Peter Finch died before the Oscars, but he got
0: the Oscar for Best Actor for this. Mm -hmm. And at that time, he was the only person to win an Oscar, but posthumously. But now it's he and Heath Ledger.
1: Yeah, and Heath Ledger actually won that year for The Night's Tale, or was it The Night's Tale?
0: No, it was the uh, Batman movie, A Dark Knight, or something.
1: No, this was the, in 76, it was what, The Night's Tale for Best Supporting Actor.
0: Excuse me, Mom? I'm sorry, am I what wrong? What are you talking about?
1: Thought that I thought I read that.
0: That Heath leisure won an Academy Award in 1976.
1: Okay, never mind. That
0: never mind. I don't think he was alive. Okay. That's true. Moving on. Um.
1: um how do you say
0: <laughs> the writer's name? Patty how Chayefsky.
1: Kajewski and Lume told a Faye Dunaway that her character had no redeeming qualities. And if she gave her any redeeming qualities, they would end up on the editing floor.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: I have people who refuse the role of Howard Beale. Oh, I do too.
0: Henry Fonda. He said it was too hysterical. Glenn Ford. Oh, I don't know who Glenn Ford is. Okay. Gene Hackman. Oh, Gene Hackman. George C. Scott. Huh. James Stewart
1: because of the language. Yes,
0: he opposed the language.
1: And evidently, it was actually offered to Walter Cronkite and John Chancellor.
0: Huh. I also have that Cary Grant and Paul Newman.
1: Were in the running. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I read that too.
0: And that Peter Finch... um. He had to, they were like oh well you have to audition because we you're what are you English and Australian? I don't know but we just can you do an American accent And he was like, can I do an American accent? Fine So I think he even flew himself there mm-hmm. to audition and he just did all the research did the work, nailed the accent and they were yeah, blown he away perfect. He was perfect. Now, these were
1: suggestions for Diane, mm-hmm. the um, person with no redeeming qualities. Candace Bergen, mm-hmm. Ellen Burstyn, Natalie Wood. I could
0: not see Natalie Wood no, as I this. No, I feel like
1: that was out of her wheelhouse. Jane Fonda.
0: Oh, I think that would be a little too, I think too many people were already hating on Jane Fonda. Oh, yeah. Like She could totally do it, but it would just be, a—I feel like, a bad career move. Like Jane, people already hate you.
1: Yeah, because not too long ago, she'd been on a North Vietnamese tank. Yeah. Kay Lenz, you probably don't know who she is. I don't know who Kay Lenz is. She was in every TV show in the 70s ever. Oh. Diane Keaton.
0: Well, this is coming off of her. Reds. Oh, I haven't seen Reds. I was just thinking the last time we saw her was uh, What's-Her-Face and Godfather. Oh, true. Where she didn't really have to do much. Right. Marsha Mason. I don't know who Marsha Mason is. Yeah,
1: she had a big movie in the, in the 70s, 80s. And Jill Clayburgh. Uh,
0: that name sounds familiar, but also you're missing one. Sidney LeMay wanted Vanessa Redgrave.
1: Yes, I did read that. Who...
0: Would have been. I mean, Faye Dunaway was fantastic. Vanessa Redgrave, that would be very interesting to have seen. But Patty yeah, put his foot down because uh, Vanessa Redgrave supported, I think, the PLO. Yeah, and Patty Chayefsky was like, nope, she supports the PLO. And Patty Chayefsky, he was Jewish, and so was Sydney LeMay. And Le- Sydney LeMay's like, Patty, that's blacklisting. And Patty's like, no, it's not blacklisting when a Jew does it to a Gentile. That's right. That's right. So he's like, get someone else. Yeah. I think
1: I think maybe you could have understood the affair with them a little
0: bit more with Vanessa Redgrave. I like I thought Vanessa Redgrave was a striking woman. Yeah. And so I don't know. I'm not saying that oh uh, Fade. The problem is, I've already reiterated it, is that yes, Faye yeah. Dunaway is mommy dearest to me. And right. she, she just has those very sharp features, especially as a young Faye Dunaway. I find her face very sharp. But then yeah. it's also because I saw young Faye Dunaway after I saw Faye Dunaway a mommy dearest. So I'm just, in my mind, I'm looking at a young mommy dearest. It's unfair, yeah. I know. Uh,
1: yeah, but that's that's what happens sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, what other tasty nuggets have you? Um, Let's see. So Beatrice Strait, she also won the Tony Award in 1953 for playing another wife who gets cheated on in The Crucible. Oh. And it, w- it won four Oscars, Best Actor, Peter Finch, <coughs> Best Actress, Faye Dunaway, Supporting Actress, we already said, and Original Screenplay, Paddy Chayefsky, and Paddy Chayefsky is the only person to win three solo Oscars for Best Original Screenplay. He won it for Network, he won it for Marty, and he won it for The Hospital. Oh,
1: okay. As opposed to Woody Allen, who had one win with somebody
0: else. Well, there are a lot of people who had other wins, like Billy Wilder and a bunch of other people, but they always won it was with someone else.
1: Okay.
0: Patty said, "Patty wrote this." Notice how a lot of the movies we say written by blah 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 and blah blah blah, or sometimes blah 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 and blah 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 and blah 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 Based on the idea from uncredited writer. Yeah, blah blah blah. No, this is Patty Chayefsky.
1: It was pretty good.
0: Yep. Anything else? Oh, no. I think that's it.
1: Well, I went and I Googled, because that's where I get my info, um, Network versus Today. Mm -hmm. And somebody from the IndieWire, Landon Palmer, wrote, With the ascent of an actual reality TV star to the U.S. presidency following a broadcast news cycle that worked for everything but dedication to public interest, it would seem that this depressing political season has reached the logical end of the film's apocalyptic forecast, landing on a reality too absurd for even network to...
0: Dramatized. Yeah. You can't remake this movie today because it happened. It happened. The country elected a president who was popular from a reality television because he was able to articulate the anger of people who only get their information from a television. And not even just a television, from a particular channel of television.
1: Right, right.
0: So it all came to fruition.
1: Yes, it did. It's worth taking a look at. That's why I want to watch the hospital. Well, we're not doing the hospital next week.
0: I don't. But I'm just really curious. I'm like, does he know? That like insurance yeah. companies are gonna be fucking up everything. <laughs> we will watch The Hospital at some time.
1: This is a film I've said a couple times I wanted to do. Is it the country girl? It's not. Oh, okay. It's a nineteen seventy-one film.
0: Okay. Based in Britain. Bait nineteen seventy one. The Thornbirds? It's not. <laughs> I thought that was a TV show, so that made me laugh.
1: It was a mini series. Oh, it was a good book. I read the book. Uh, it's it's going to be a little uncomfortable. It's a futuristic film.
0: A futuristic British film in nineteen seventy
1: one. Which I don't usually do futuristic. Yeah.
0: Notes. Who are you? Oh, by the way, the hospital is on iTunes.
1: Okay. As is the film we're doing next week,
0: A Clockwork Orange. Ma, who are you? What was this, 1971? Yes. It's freaky. Why did you pick this? Because I saw it in
1: 1971, and it like blew my mind. And so I want to see it
0: from my my 67-year-old perspective. Who are you? Oh. Um, a 19-year-old boy who's a film student in college? No. Because <laughs> that, that's just funny this to is... me. Every guy had the, a Clockwork Orange movie poster in his room. Really? Yeah, what that is... in The Shining. Um, but this is, what's
1: his name? You know, the director. Rodney
0: McDowell. Yeah, but the director. Oh, Kubrick.
1: Kubrick. Have we done Kubrick yet?
0: Yeah, we did The Shining.
1: Oh, yeah, that was Kubrick. Okay, we're doing another Kubrick, which, you know, can be out
0: there. Yeah, how long is it? Is it really long? I don't know. Oh, man, we're going to have to get our, like, weird on. Yeah, like, we're going to have to make a double. We're going to have to be, like, do, there might, this podcast might be delayed because we might have to do a whole lot of research to just find out, like, what this even means. <laughs> exactly. What? I saw this a long time ago when I was in college.
1: I didn't realize dude was in it and it's not Rodney McDowell. It's um, the other McDowell. Yeah. Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at up. how long is a clockwork orange? <gasps> okay. That's no, that was uh 2001, a space odyssey. <laughs> Oh, well, it's two hours and 17 minutes.
0: Yeah, I'm like, uh, what's-his-face did not make movies less than two hours. Yeah, so so that's only 16 minutes longer than today's.
1: <laughs> okay, well, hey, you know, I just... I, no, it's good. That's a
0: good choice. I thought that you would be surprised. I was. Vi- there is no way I would have ever guessed such a thing from you. Now, you will need to send me a
1: text on Friday to remind me to watch it. Because I have a little vacay coming up in the middle of the week.
0: Well, it must be be nice. It must be nice. It is. Hmm. Well.
1: Okay. Well, there you have it.
0: There you have it.
1: Network. Network.
0: A satire, but... (laughs) not really anymore. It's really more of a man. So like did any, did anyone see this movie? Yeah. Or like what happened? So you yeah. knew that
1: this was going to happen and well, I guess the handwriting was on the wall cuz the 70s was all about um excess and
0: yeah. Money I guess the 70s was all about squeezing the toothpaste out of the tube. <laughs> then just well you can't put it back in yeah so this is what's going to happen
1: is, this is where we are now hmm. so hopefully by next week when we record we i will have air conditioning back so.
0: oh, i hope so man i got a i got a swimming pool under my boobs <laughs> well swim on over to turn your ac
1: back on baby I turn
0: fan and my, I got boob sweat going on
1: Oh, I do too. Oh, and we know I don't like to sweat. Yeah. Okay, well, I have my menopause fan with the extension cords with me now. Haven't needed it in several years, but
0: it's well,
1: great to have it on hand.
0: It's very handy.
1: Very handy. It very goes everywhere handy. I go.
0: Very handy. You can always just take a cool bath.
1: But then you, you can get go out to of the, the tub. pool.
0: You get out of the tub and it's... Oh, yeah. Well, you have the you have the humidity. I just have the heat. Yeah. So I can I can go and, like, fill up the bathtub and just chillax. And then... See, because
1: I get out of a cool bathtub and I got more sweat on me than I had
0: going in. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think people make fun of it, but that's why you say, but it's a dry heat. Okay. Well,
1: listeners, heat. thank you for listening. Those of you who are going to do that. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye-bye.